Are you ready to stop riding the emotional elevator of life? Are you ready to learn how to elevate your emotions that keep you psychologically traumatized or in an addictive behavior? You are in the right place. Here is your host, Sandy Bird, trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach of the Emotional Elevator Show. All right, here we are. Welcome everyone to the Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. That's not me. I'm not Sandy Bird, but Sandy Bird is here <laughs> with me. I am Christine McIver. I am the CEO of the Inspired Choices Network, and it is my honor and privilege. And I'm so, so excited to introduce Sandy Bird, our newest host here on the Inspired Choices Network, to all of our listeners and our viewers. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network, Sandy. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Well, listen, we are excited to have you. And as usual, there's never a dull moment here. And so you are getting you are getting baptized in with the fun of doing technology like, you know what, but here's the really cool thing. The really cool thing that I learned a long time ago is no matter what happens, the show must go on and we will. We will go on. So thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you for tuning in to this new show. If you are listening after the fact, be sure to reach out to Sandy and ask her questions and make some comments. And Sandy is going to be, she's live right now on 55 platforms on the Inspired Choices Network phone app. And she is going to be have all of her shows, including this one, distributed to over 300 podcasts and TV platforms. So you can't get away from her now. <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Definitely. This is so exciting. Sandy, before we get started um, really diving deeply into who you are and everything, I want to um, just tell the viewers uh about you. So I'm going to do the official read, read the, um, read the bio. Okay. So I don't mess it up. And then we're going to jump into the show. So Sandy Bird is a trauma addiction, life and spiritual coach that teaches both women and men to dive deep into their emotions that keep them trapped in addictive behaviors and psychological trauma. Her techniques are breath work, and hypnosis to get on the deep-rooted feelings, to get to the deep-rooted feelings, thoughts, and beliefs. Sandy is also a leader in her community of laughter yoga. I think we could use that right now, Landy. Sandy, what do you think? <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Sandy believes that once you elevate your emotions, it is time to bring childlike behaviors back into your life. Sandy uses her life as an example for those around her. She inspires people that healing can be achieved at any age. She shows everyone through her own healing of psychological trauma and emotional addictions that joy, confidence, and freedom can be obtained. Sandy was stuck on the emotional elevator for 40 plus years of her life and decided to elevate her emotions to the penthouse suite. I love that. Sandy's clients are taught <laughs> to elevate their emotions through many different techniques. Sandy designs each program around the individual and what makes the client open to emotionally being available. Some of her techniques also involve walking therapy, 
cooking therapy. I like that one. And sporting (laughs) therapy. Sandy's approach to coaching is one size doesn't fit all. She believes we all we are all individuals with individual responses to trauma. And she believes our elevators are all on different floors, but we can all meet on the ground floor and work together to get to the penthouse. That is so well written. I really love that. Thank you. Welcome, 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 Sandy. That is is such a cool bio. I really, really love that. And it really gives us um, a window into you, and which is awesome. Thank you. Now, today... The show is, the title of this show is, What is an Emotional Elevator? And what does it mean to be on an emotional elevator in life? Sandy knows firsthand what the elevator of emotions (laughs) are. And together, we're going to be talking about what it means to stop riding that emotional elevator and how to start elevating your emotions And Sandy is going to talk with us about the psychological emotions that come from trauma and how those emotions are associated with with addiction and which keep uh, her, which kept her only riding the elevator to the ground floor or staying in the parking garage. (laughs) Like, oh, my gosh, Sandy, if you're not a writer, (laughs) you should be. (laughs) I've heard that before. I've actually heard that before. (laughs) That's so good. Well, you know, I really, I like to start with some basic things so we can get to know you and and all of our listeners can get to know you. So, Sandy, where were you born and raised and where are you now in the world? Okay, so I was born in, at the Jersey Shore. Um, I'm going to say that correctly. I was born um, in Toms River, New Jersey. Um, We lived in northern Jersey um, for only five years. My mother left my father on my first birthday. She divorced my father on my second. Um, So we moved to Virginia. So I have been a Richmond, Virginia native for most of my life. I have moved to Florida where my father resided for a short stint. But I've basically been in Richmond, Virginia. And it has so many people think, go ahead and move away. But your trauma is going to follow you. So at this point in my life, I'm glad I've stayed where I am and been where I am because I was able to engulf it all and evolve from it. But yes. Nice. So when did you become consciously aware that you were on an emotional elevator? Um, Most of my life. So before the show started, we had a lot of technical difficulties. The old Cindy would have broken down and said, okay, I'm done. We're not doing this. Or I would have came on here and started just crying. Because that's always been my fight and flight response in life has been to cry. So that's when I realized about 12 years ago when I left my first husband and met my new husband now that I wanted to be aware of my emotions. I wanted to be able to control my emotions because my emotions were controlling my life. They were taking charge of me and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to be, I was confident, but I was confident with emotions. Uh If that makes sense. Yeah. That's, that's a very cool distinction. That's a very cool distinction. So, so um, how many years ago was that, that you, that you, um, became aware that you needed to change that? 
12 years ago when I met my current husband. Now, when we started dating, the first thing he told me was he wanted me to work on myself. He wanted me to spend time working on myself. Cool. Wow. What a contribution he was. So yes. if, you, if you look back in your life and you and you referenced your parents splitting up at, when you were on your birthday and then uh, in your first birthday and on your second birthday, a divorce. Do you do you know today that all of that was trauma that you kept picking up and, and holding on to? Yes, I do. Now I can recognize it um, because my parents divorcing meant I felt a sense of abandonment. There are so many emotions that we can talk about abandonment and my mother became an alcoholic. So on top of that, she became an alcoholic, which I took on people pleasing all that. But then I also had abandonment issues. Hmm. And that is issues. Those are emotions right there. Mm-hmm. The emotion, strong of fear of abandonment, of a lack of security. Mm-hmm. And that strongly is part of emotions. Right. So, so your um, husband asked you to do this. And um, so did you step into it right away? Because a lot of people that are on an emotional, she's shaking her head. No, a lot of people that are in the emotional elevator, um, they would have been deeply hurt and insulted. You know, your ego could have gotten a real kick in the butt by him saying that. Did Am I on the right path or no? So the way I did it was how, what my mom did to me. When I became a teenager, everything was my fault. So I was thrown into therapy. So I, in turn, turned around and did the same to my three children. I decided this was our problem. So we all went into therapy, but then I started realizing that I needed to work on myself. Like I couldn't continue to put what I needed to work on on everybody else. Mm. Like I came into this marriage and started sabotaging it. Like right away, it was sabotaging it. So, yeah, I knew I had things to work on and I knew there was so much suppressed trauma within me. But it was what step do I take? How ugly, uncomfortable is this going to get? And do I really want to change? Ooh. So so what was the relationship like? Because you're still dating this man at the time, right? You're, you haven't married yet. Yeah. No. So, no. Did the relationship go through some turmoil before you really started to own this? Yeah. So we kind of, our story, we moved in together. He gave me a way out of my marriage. He knew we weren't happy anymore. So we, we just, I moved in with them. And the whole thing was, I want you to focus on you. You've never had time for yourself. Let's focus on you. So I continued to focus on me and allow myself the opportunities to grow within myself. So, yeah, did I start sabotaging this relationship? Yeah, because I come from a cheating husband as well. My ex-husband and I both cheated in our marriage. We weren't happy. We were traumatized. We we had a trauma bond, my first husband and I. Okay, wait, wait, before you go on, what's a trauma bond? So a trauma bond is when two people come together and bond on their trauma. So My first husband and I. It's not that they suffered the trauma together. 
They have separate traumas. Traumas, right. And we become codependent on each other because of that. Okay. We both grew up in single mother households. So we never knew what the role of a father was. Yes, my father was in my, in my life, but I didn't live with a father in the household. So I never learned what that responsibility was. My first husband, he did not know what that responsibility was. So the two of us were always like banging against. Yeah. And I continued to suppress my trauma and suppress my emotions around all my trauma my whole entire life because I had three kids at this point. And I was like, well, I can't, you know, I can't work on myself. Like I've got to nourish these kids. But <laughs> there's more very, to that story. <laughs> that's, very, that's very interesting that you would think I, I have to kind of hold on to all my baggage because I have to nourish these children, but you're nourishing them from the space of trauma. Exactly. And they, Oh, gosh, I know one of them is definitely going to listen, my daughter, um, my sons, whether or not they listen, they experience similar trauma to what I've experienced or abuse. They've experienced abuse because I never healed from it. Right. So in turn, I just, OK, here, it's yours. Well, we do we do what we learn. And it's not that we're not yes. responsible for it, but it is a fact. Right. It's just a fact. We learn. Yes. We do what we've learned and we don't do better until we know better. Right. It's, it's, right. it's a fact not to take any person off the hook. You know, Sandy and myself included, we all learn things that we would probably go. I'd like a do over on that, please. <laughs> oh, for sure. Right. For sure. Well, that's very, very interesting. So you, you, you drag your three kids into into counseling. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I dragged three kids into counseling and they decided they didn't want to go. And <laughs> I was like, no, we're going. And then I realized that's when the, you know, you got smacked in the face because I did that. I did that as a teenager. I'm not going. I'm not the one crazy. You're crazy. You know, I did that. So when I heard it back, it was like, Oh, crap. I'm the source. So it was a big like, wake up call for you. Yes. That's yes, it was. Well, you know, thank you, first of all, for showing up here and saying yes to be being one of our partners here on the network. And thank you for the work that you're doing and, and the willingness to be vulnerable right now. And for your family that's listening out there, thank you for allowing her to do this. Um, not that they can stop you, but I'm sure that they're supporting you in some ways because we need to learn this. You know, I don't know too many people out there that don't can't claim some kind of trauma in their lives. Um, oh, yeah. And it's not because I'm just around crazy people because I'm around. Well, everybody's crazy in my eyes, but <laughs> another. But, you know, this is. It's an important conversation, and it, I find in the world that we are in today, we need to have more and more of these conversations. We need to have very vital, vulnerable, uh, upfront, in-your-face conversations if we're really going to turn the ship. And uh, I'll be damned that I came here not to turn the ship. How about you, Sandy? Oh, I'm turning that. I'm I'm the one. I'm the captain, man. I'm going to be that captain. 
Awesome. Okay. Well, this is a great conversation. I've got lots more I want to ask you. And I I know that you have lots more to share with all of our listeners and our viewers, Mm -hmm. but it's time for our first break of the show. So Everyone, do not leave. We've got lots more to share. You are listening to Emotional Elevator with our host, Sandy Bird. You can find her on the Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this short break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body. Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to sandy at emotionalelevator.com. Now, back to the program. We are back with Sandy Bird here on Emotional Elevator. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this show. And I'm I'm really loving the conversation and getting to know more about you, Sandy, and what was the uh, the pivot that started you into this direction. So you drag your kids or try to drag your kids to counseling. <laughs> they throw it back in your face and you wake up to the reality that, hey, wait a minute, this sounds familiar. And then you did you let them off the hook or did they have to still go with you to to, to counseling? No, no. Actually, we all kind of quit counseling. Um. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> So we quit. We all quit counseling because they aren't going. Screw it. I'm not going. Um, and then after that was when my family decided after, what was that, 40? So 20 years, my mom has been a strong alcoholic. So my family decided to do an intervention. Not good. Okay. No. My mom never showed up, but... In the intervention, I was, oh, yeah, she never showed up, but she called me after. How did it go? You know, okay, whatever. But I blocked her because in the counseling and in the intervention, they told me, you've done all you can. You're an adult. Let it go. And that is one of my topics. So I stepped away, but I received help. So the help they were going to give her 
I got. And that's when I started really realizing I had a lot of baggage. Like it wasn't just I'm walking around with a purse of baggage. It was a Santa Claus sack full of baggage. Wow. Talk, you know, I, talk, I say th- those moments are the universes conspiring in your favor. <laughs> like you would never have gone had it not been that you were mm-hmm. calling your mother out. Oh, yeah. Oh, exactly. Exactly. And I really that's when I realized, too, that I couldn't I couldn't help somebody until I helped myself. You know, I had been up, I'd flown on airplanes my whole life and you can't put on the face mask, you know, don't put the face mask on somebody else until you put it on yourself. And I realized that in that frame that I needed to help myself first, I can continue to drag everybody around me down with me and say, it's you, it's you, it's you, because that was done to me, but it was me. Right. It was me that needed to start it first. Right. So you you were in counseling for 12 years, 10 years? So I did all that. I started working with therapy and everything like that. And then I was like, you know what? I can't handle the textbook bullshit. And I said it, textbook, going into, you know, the counselor's office and, you know, we're, we're going the textbook. So I decided I wanted to go on a retreat. And my daughter went too. And that's when I realized I would rather spend time and money and energy on a coach mm. because they were able to get me to dive deeper because it wasn't textbook counseling. You know, it wasn't these are, you know, we got to stay in this. It was, okay, you don't fit in a circle. You fit in a square. So that's when I got into coaching and I have been um, with my coach now for two and a half years, I've been working strongly with her and committed to working on myself. And that's when I decided to take classes in it myself because that got me further. Okay. In it. That's great. And so what were you doing um, from a work perspective prior to starting the counseling and everything? Like, I'm curious, again, how, what, how did we get you here? where I am now. So my original goal when I was a teenager was I wanted to help all these poor children just like me. So I went to school and I went into child psychology and social work. I ended up in a, my oldest son ended up being born out of a traumatic situation. And I decided then I can't do it. So I went into all of the retail management, but then I realized I've always had a calling to help other people. I was always the one that everyone said to me and I could sit there and cry with them because I was very emotional. And that's when I realized during COVID, I ended up being the counselor for everybody in COVID. During the whole, everyone's, you know, needing someone to talk to, go to Sandy, she'll listen, go to Sandy, she'll listen. But at the same time, I was going through my own. That's when I was losing, that's when I was losing my shit during COVID. Wow. I literally was, and a lot of people were, 75% of people were losing their minds during COVID because some of us who had never had to isolate, 
who didn't feel comfortable isolating, who couldn't sit with themselves because of the thoughts and the emotions. That's when I dove deep into getting help because of everything that started like it was like vomit. All the emotions, everything came up. All the trauma decided to come up, even though I'd already started counseling, even though I already joined Allianz, even though I'd already been to things. It didn't really affect me until, A, you told me to put on a face mask and face mask, face mask. And then you told me I had to stay home for a week because someone I'd come in contact with tested positive on COVID. Right. And I felt trapped. And that's when it all came up. And it was like, I got to do something about this. I got to get help. You know, I think what you're saying is, I just want to emphasize it a little bit more. I want to go back to that point of that COVID had you and many people be with themselves and Mm -hmm. couldn't distract I'm going to say they couldn't distract themselves away from the thoughts in their mind is that am I on the right track oh definitely definitely so So, and uh, and sorry one other thing and so not only that but you maybe have a partner husband or wife significant other in in the home And everyone is dealing with this uh, concurrently and everybody's trauma is coming up and then they're exploding at each other. Right. Because there was a lot of divorces that happened during COVID. Yeah. So my husband and I were very both fortunate at the time I was in retail management. So I went to work. He was a he deals with the power. So every day there's a power issue. He went to work. So neither one of us had that time together. And when I had to quarantine, there was an ice storm here in Richmond, Virginia, and he was not home for that week. So that's when I lost it because nobody was here to comfort me. Nobody was here to coddle me. Nobody was here to help. I don't want to say help me. Because I needed to be by myself. I needed to know, yeah, holy shit, I need help. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, and, you know, let me finish the entire sentence before anybody jumps at me. I'm thinking what a gift COVID has been for people to receive the knowledge that there was more going on inside of them than they, that, than they were willing to actually visit <laughs> and allow themselves to see Because here you are, Sandy, and I would not know in speaking with you, I've spoken with you for several weeks now, I would, and you never told me this story, because I like to hear it fresh when we do the first show, Mm -hmm. but um, I would never have known that this was part of your story. And, and obviously, you've done an awful lot of work um, with yourself. And um, so today, So you have this incident with COVID, (laughs) during COVID, rather (laughs) not with COVID, during COVID. um, What what was the outcome of that situation? That I was stronger than I ever gave myself credit for, even though I had suffered so much trauma. I was stronger than I was. I had the courage and the confidence within me to face it. 
no matter how emotional I got, no matter how down and dirty it got to unravel it, I knew because I had already lived through it, I could get through it. Mm. Okay. I lived through it and took it in, but now I could get through it. I could just, it was, it's not that easy to say, I let it go because it's not that easy. Listen, I love what you're saying, but you're a rare bird because a lot of people who have <laughs> lived through it do not believe that they can get through it because you have to revisit the whole thing again. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I mean, br- that's a brave thing. And thank you for actually acknowledging that within yourself. So you've obviously got some um, some kick-ass energy. I'm going to get her done. Get out of my way. <laughs> Nothing's going to stop me going on within you. Yes, I do. Fantastic. I am so happy to hear that. So, okay. So you look it straight in the face and you're like, I'm going for it. And you have the belief within yourself you can get through it. What happens now? (laughs) I struggled with it. I struggled with it. Because as one thing I started working on, another thing. You know, it was like the onion. You continue to peel it and peel it and peel it and peel it and peel it. And you're crying and you're crying and you're crying. And you're like, I don't want to peel it anymore. But I had to. I had to. Because I was one of those people that walked around and if you said boo some days, I was like, you know, or some days I was ready to fight you for saying boo to me or I was ready to cry. I was always felt in my life I was in a fight or flight mode. Right. Right. And and so, so many tough. and so many people are there. They are there and they're still they're still at the effects of both their childhood or their trauma. Uh, we have a, a record amount of addiction in the world today, and and we're still we're still very much in the aftermath of what was created during COVID. I mean, there's so much anger and in the world, and I I oftentimes think, look, what's going on outside of us is what is a reflection of what's inside of us, right? It, exactly. It really is. And and there's not one person that's g- completely got this cleared up. <laughs> there's nobody out there. But, well, we are up to our second break already. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you these shows. Wow. <laughs> Bye-bye. Um, but this is great. Now, in order for people to connect with you, Sandy, your email, your website is emotionalelevator.com, correct? Right. And your email is Sandy with two E's at yes. emotionalelevator.com. Okay. So you definitely, if this is something that you are struggling with, if this is something you would like to know more of and have a one-on-one personalized program for yourself or a family member, don't push it out of family member. They'll be backlash. If you do, but <laughs> maybe share it. Um, but please do reach out to Sandy and even ask more questions. I mean, there's probably a thousand questions people are thinking right now that I, it's not popping all in my head, but, you know, definitely if you would like to know more, you want to reach out to Sandy for sure. So we are going to go for our second break. Do not go anywhere. I know we've got lots more to share. You're listening to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after this break. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? 
Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Oh, boy, we're having some fun over here. Yes, I was just showing, if you're not on video, I was just showing everyone our phone app, our smartphone app. You just need to search InspiredChoicesNetwork.com, where you can listen live to all of our shows. We have tons of amazing hosts here on the network. As well, you can listen to every show on demand, and you can find Sandy there as part of our hosting team, and you can check out all of her shows, whether this is the first one you're hearing or one of the many ones that she has done. Um, they will always be available through that smartphone app, so you can listen to us on the go, um, making dinner, walking the dog, having a bath, whatever. You can listen and learn and grow with all of our wonderful, wonderful hosts. Okay, so we're back here with Sandy Bird, Emotional Elevator. We've been listening to you, Sandy. Tell us your journey. And, and, you know, I was talking last week on my show, talking about the squeeze. So um, the squeeze to me is those moments in our life where it's like the universe comes up and goes, Okay, MacIver, when I talk about myself, I use my last name. Okay, MacIver, mm -hmm. we're going to squeeze you forward. We're going to give you so much um, pain and suffering and challenges and so that you will wake up and shift forward to the life that you desire that we're waiting for you to get to. And so as you're talking, Sandy, uh, you had some big squeezes going on. <laughs> Definitely, definitely did. I did. So you, did. you've you've been doing this work. You've been really stepping up. When did you take the shift to make this your life's work? Two years ago, when I started working heavily on myself, and other people started seeing the work I was doing and recognizing the changes I was making in myself. Well, how are you doing that? And that's when I realized I can help them too. Like I can help them elevate because 
if you want to stay stuck, fine, stay stuck. But if you don't, then who better can help somebody who's been there, but yeah. has also learned and developed the skills to help you? Yeah. No, I agree. I, um, you know, I've I've been with, you know, I've had coaches in my life and I've gone for counseling and I've had, you know, all the normal human stuff. And the ones that have been the most powerful and potent are the people that have got their hands in the mud and and they did their own digging and they did their own work and they've been there. You know, if you want to learn how to make money, you need to know that somebody was in a place where they weren't making money and then they've made money. Mm -hmm. If you want to learn to have good relationships, I think you really do need to have somebody that's been where you've been or to some degree to get you there because nobody wants to listen to somebody preach at them. Right. You should do it this way. You should do it that way. Like, what do you know about that? Right. Um, So I, I really, really, I understand why people would be start to be attracted to you. And like there would have been a magnet, magnet, magnetization of people (laughs) to you. And, and really the energy that you were putting out there was, Hey, I'm open to change. And who doesn't want to be with somebody that's, that's actually doing the work. The problem I see is, especially once you get to be in your 50s, and I have some people in their 60s, well, this is just the way I'm going to be. It doesn't have to be that way. Wow. That's the point that really frustrates me. It doesn't have to be this way. You don't have to continue to be a people pleaser, not to know what healthy boundaries are, to have those emotions that are tied to all that to get up in the morning and say, I really don't like what I do. I really don't like getting up. I really don't. All the things that trap us into that, you can work on yourself. And I've lost a lot of relationships along the way because that's not what I want to be around. That was the trauma person that wanted those bonds. Now I'm elevating myself and I want the people who want to elevate too. Mm-hmm that want to grow and learn techniques to grow. We've all been trauma. There's not one person out there that can say they've never had a trauma in their life, never experienced emotional letdown, never experienced something bad in their life. Nobody. And if I ever meet them, you're lying. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah, you know, when you say this about trauma, I think, um, I mean, I'm, I'm in a different place with it today. But when you say trauma, where my um, brain programming wants to go is to something incredibly severe, like you were in the war, or you were beaten, or you were raped, like severe severe is where my brain goes Mm -hmm. do you think that that's what other people are thinking as well I know that's not true but do you think that that's where people think oh I have I don't have any trauma yes yes because everybody sees trauma as surface level like the psychological trauma I put myself through continued because even when the trauma stopped but the trauma that everyone goes through is 
you know, you're in kindergarten and all of a sudden you go in and you think you've got the best outfit on, you've got the mismatching clothes and all of a sudden someone goes, you look like a clown. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of your life, you're making sure everything matches, your shoes are tied correctly. That's trauma. And a lot of people don't recognize that as trauma until you start working deep with them. And they go, yeah, when I was in kindergarten, I wore these blue pants with this yellow top and this pink shoes. And they teased me. And then I'm realizing that's where you get it from. That's why you have to have the pen here, the pencil there. That's a trauma. Wow. I'm laughing. I'm not laughing at you, but I'm laughing. It's like... (laughs) Because I had that exact experience. I grew up in a very small little village. Okay. We had, um, there was eight houses in the village and there was a hundred farm families that came to the community, the church and the school. And um, I rem- I had these, we couldn't wear jeans uh, at the time. We couldn't, you know, we had to wear either dresses or skirts or like slacks, right? But not jeans. And I had the most beautiful pink soft, soft pink pants. They were my favorite. They were bell bottoms. I'm aging myself, but I love these pants so much. And, you know, it's not like you're buying clothes every second day, like, you know, people can today. And I remember walking around the back of the school and the most popular girl who was surrounded by all the other girls turned and pointed at me and laughed and said, where's the flood? And I at the moment at in that moment I didn't even know what the flood meant and yet to have a swarm of your peers turn and laugh at you was obviously trauma because I remember it to today and it was probably grade grade five grade four grade five something like that and many years of walking into a room and people looking at me just I froze I froze because that was the trauma that you're talking about. That we just keep replaying, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. Seriously. How did I just figure that out with you? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for tapping into that. So, Sandy, the show's going way too fast, and we're not going to get to everything that we had hoped to speak about. But talk to us about um, what you had written up in the show notes. That what does it mean to be on an emotional elevator in our lives? So statistically, I'm going to go into a little statistics right now. Did you know in an average day, we go through 400 emotions? Oh, 400. Today, I went through 573, but I didn't know about the <laughs> It was a, uh, Before it was, the show, I think I went through 10 in it was, like it was a day. two minutes. It was a day. <laughs> but... It's that the emotional elevator that I talk about and why this is so important to me is because when we can recognize when we're having an emotion and why we have that emotion. So coming and doing a show like this, I could easily tell you, yeah, today I was excited. I was anxious. But the emotions behind that are because, A, I had a podcast a year ago and I kind of it wasn't the best. B, it's like when you go for that perfect interview and you didn't get that job. So when the next time you go to an interview, you're like, that's what the emotions are. But when you realize you, you are in charge of your emotions, 
most of us think our emotions are in charge of us. Our emotions are in control, but they're not. It's when you recognize those emotions, and that's what the elevator is. A lot of us stay, and I just pounded my keep, you know, my computer. Most of us stay when we've gone through even the trauma we were talking about. That's trauma because you remember it. Even when we stay in the parking lot because we allow our emotions to rule our life, that's why we're always going in that elevator. When something exciting happens to us, sometimes we can't embrace that because we have a negative emotion already. Have you ever been where you've received a great gift or an award or the best Christmas present, but because Christmas has sucked your whole life, you can't have that joy in the moment because you're still stuck in the emotion of Christmas sucks. Yeah. You know, Uh, I haven't had that because Christmas was always wonderful for me. Yeah. Christmas. Good. (laughs) I know exactly what you're talking about. We associate past experiences, even though they may have changed, we're still stuck in the old. Um, Yes. Yeah, there's, you've got a lot to teach us, Sandy. You've got a lot to share with <laughs> us you. going forward. Um, we are up to our final break of the show. Um, what? We, I know, sister. <laughs> I'm telling you, we, you know, we're unpacking a lot and, and it's important for us. And I'm glad we really have taken the time to slowly peel these onions so we can understand things on, on such a deeper level. And, um, you know, when we get back, I just want to talk a little bit about um, some of the upcoming episodes that you've got coming and some of the work that you do and how you do that with um, with your clients. So, everyone, do not go anywhere. The The remaining episode mm-hmm. segment of the show is going to be excellent. So you're listening to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. I'm Christine McIver here on the Inspired Choices Network. We'll be right back after the show. Are you living a life of psychological trauma or suffering from an addiction? Are you ready to learn new techniques to elevate your emotions without sustaining or obtaining them from substances that are not good for your mind or body? Then continue to tune into Emotional Elevator with trauma, addiction, life, and spiritual coach, Sandy Bird, where you will learn techniques to elevate your emotions that don't require a magic pill, food, or impulsive behavior. Listen to Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird, Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific, on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird. To participate in this program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Sandy at EmotionalElevator.com. Now, back to the program. Oh, wow. Okay, I, I think I, I need to talk wow. twice as fast because we've got so much to talk about. But <laughs> I, I, I'm really enjoying how you're explaining to us. I think that that's an important piece when when we are in a situation that we desire to change, but we really don't know how to get out of it. 
I think an important piece, at least for me, is I need to understand how things operate. Like, don't just tell me how to drive the car. Tell me how the car works. And and that helps me to really see how things can be different. Um, you know, no parent wants to traumatize us. And yet we've all learned our behaviors from the, the generation before. Thankfully, we do grow. Each generation grows and expands and learns as well. You have got uh, a lot to share with us. And next week, you're going to be talking about what is psychological trauma. And then the one I'm really looking forward to is how psychological trauma can cause addiction the following week. I'm very curious about that because, well, in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, it's easy. Like we reach for the bottle, we reach for whatever, but I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that. She's shaking her head. She is shaking and biting her nails. So we're not going to give them the story on that one yet. I think I know where she just went, but we've got, we've got an opportunity in this life to step forward and really change the trauma, change the the things that we have created in our lives. What do you think the number one thing is that holds us back from choosing to change? Not knowing how, not knowing where to start. Okay, so do you it's- find... Sorry, do you find that people, go ahead? Do you find that people resign themselves like what you were talking about before, where people were say, "Well, this is the way I've always been. This is the way I'm always going to be." Yes, and a lot is we're scared. We're scared of what are we going to uncover about ourselves. Like for me, when I really started diving in, I realized I sometimes made fun of other people, said the spotlight was never on me, even though I wanted the spotlight on me. You know what I'm saying? Like I hung around people that I could literally like, oh yeah, well, you know, this is my tiny friend or this is my, you know, my, this is, so the spotlight stayed off of me because I was always scared of the spotlight on me. And now wanting the spotlight on me, And being authentic about it is what's hard because when we've been conditioned, I mean, there's so many conditions from family to society to religion to school. I mean, think about it. We're put layers on layers. And sometimes we just think, okay, this is the way I'm supposed to be. I'm supposed to be obnoxious. I'm supposed to be cranky. I'm supposed to be nasty. I'm supposed to be cruel. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. We we associated, I read something about this, uh, and I can't quote who it was because I didn't keep it, but we associate all of these choices as our identity. See? Because we exactly. keep choosing it and choosing it and choosing it. We believe that it's who we are. But the the what you're saying is the the real um, light in the tunnel is that, that we're making the choice and we can choose something different. Exactly. Exactly. We can. And that's what the emotional elevator is all about is choosing to say, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to step into who I really want to be. 
not the trauma, not the trauma bonded person, not the emotional person, not, you know, it's like I've been reborn and I want people to be reborn into the person that they really want to be. Yeah. And that's hard. Yeah. Do you, do you look back, Sandy, at your journey and where you started to pivot forward in your healing and your growth and your understanding? Do you look back now and say, oh, that was the hardest thing I ever did and it took too damn long? Or did it surprise you how easily you were able to start shifting? It, it, it's still shifting. I'm still shifting. And yes, there's things that I'm still letting go of. But as I let go, it's like I'm getting lighter and taller and stronger, you know. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize it's not when we've been traumatized and victimized and we have psychological trauma. It's not that we're weak. It's not that at all. We're strong in that part of us. Right. Because we don't know any different. It's when we step out and realize, oh my gosh, who was that? Why did I keep her around for so long? Yeah, yeah. So Sandy, when people work with you, what can they expect? (laughs) That we're going to go real deep. One of my first clients, and she's also a friend now, I... We thought her trauma was this, but by using breathwork and hypnosis, we realized it was this. It was something different. It was not what she thought. Right. But it led her to this one because that's how she felt what she deserved. So it's really getting deep and getting past that first layer. Nice. Because we're all, well, I want to be, I want to, I want to. I don't want to cry all the time. You know, well, what makes you cry? Well, I don't know. Getting into that. Well, it's because I have so many emotions. I learned that the way to fight was to cry and the way to fly was to cry. So that's why I cried. But getting deep. So we use many techniques and we go deep. But I don't start off deep because some people are like, okay, nope, nope. Right. Can't go there. Well, we we are. Oh, my gosh. This has been such a delight to speak with you, to learn more about you. Uh, I know that you've got so much to share with all of our listeners. Everybody, you need to come back next week or find Emotional Elevator with Sandy Bird on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll see you all next week. Bye for now. (laughs) Bye. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Elevator Show. Sandy returns Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Mountain, 4 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Until then, start elevating your emotions and stop riding the emotional elevator that is stopping you from living the life you deserve.